0: you informed and inspired we love god we ought to be able to talk about him
1: getting you started on your day
2: with the latest in breaking news and information from the
3: vatican to the white house and everything in between it's
1: serious it's fun it's your catholic drive time
4: and welcome to catholic drive time this is your host adrian fonseca today is tuesday october 24th 2023 this say the feast of saint raphael the archangel or Raphael, whichever you prefer He is the archangel that is featured in the book of Tobit. So if you want to see the full account, go read the book of Tobit today. It's actually pretty short. You could read it easily in a couple hours. St. Raphael is one of the seven archangels who stand before the throne of God. His name means God heals. And he reflects the role of God as a divine healer and guide. So in the story of Tobit and the book of Tobit, Raphael aids Tobias, a young man, on a journey to retrieve his father's money. He comes disguised as a human, and Raphael offers guidance, healing Tobit's blindness along the way. He assists Tobias in marrying Sarah and protecting them both from a demon. Now, if you want the details on that, read the book of Tobit. But what do I want to focus on here with the Feast of St. Raphael? Well, the idea of heaven as a true court... Because it resembles the earthly court. In reality, it's the other way around. The earthly court reflects the heavenly court. And so this was very prominent in the past. We've kind of gotten rid of the heaven these these mm, royal courtships and our modern age. But God is analogous to a king and stands before angels and saints, creating a hierarchical and structured in heaven. Now in the earthly in the heavenly courts, there is a hierarchy of function. Of dignities and mediations, you see this very clearly whenever you see the dukes and lords that intercede on behalf of their people to the king. They rely on their advisors to provide them with information and act upon that information. Well, the same way our Lord, and while he doesn't need to act on information, for he's omnipotent, he chooses to act based on of intercessors, specifically those of angels and the saints. Now, the rulers of men are, in fact, the angels. So, St. Raphael is depicted as an eminent intercessor, a special patron of sick and travelers, and he becomes one of the highest angelic spirits, assisting God and interceding for our prayers. Now, it's important to keep this in mind because when we meditate upon the earthly hierarchy, the earthly realm, the earthly nobility, it prepares the soul for heaven. And we see the chaos here on earth and we recognize the tranquil order of heaven. Now, we also recognize the splendor and gloriousness of the angels, especially St. Raphael. Because think about it this way. Think about the saints in the past or even think about the Holy Fathers of the Old Testament when they would see an angel, whether it be a mere guardian angel The saints would fall down onto their faces and adore the angels thinking they were God. That's how tremendously glorious even a guardian angel, the lowest of all the angels, is compared to us. How much grander is St. Raphael magnificent beyond human comprehension? And if that is true of St. Raphael, then how much more true of Our Lady and Our Lord? So we can compare him to the earthly sanctity, giving us an image of perhaps St. Louis the Ninth with his splendor and grandeur that when he showed up to battle, many enemies would flee in terror. He struck the coldness of the hearts of those who who feared him, but he was also loving and kind to those who were his friends. And so, too, we can imagine would be the case with St. Raphael. So, St. Raphael is akin to a St. Louis in heaven and brings joy to those that are contemplating him. And his presence offers hope and consolation, especially in the increasingly sad days here on earth. So, what do we ask for in the feast of St. Raphael? Well, let's ask him to help us to reach heaven in order to contemplate him. We should also ask him to help us to maintain a constant consideration of the celestial order, to give us consolation and the hope of heaven and the reign of Mary in the increasingly sad days. Of our lives, Saint Raphael the
5: Archangel, pray for for us. us. And joining us right now is Rudy Carlos. Good morning to you, Rudy. Good morning, Adrian. And my favorite part about the Book of Tobit is that there's so many different little quest items that uh, Tobias comes across. He finds a. you know a fish i think he he takes like the liver of a fish or something he like that it and it just so happens to be he uses it later it had some sort of purpose in his his uh, his journey here and uh, you know finding finding his wife and it's just incredible i i really do recommend it especially for uh for people who are considering marriage holy matrimony or are on the in in preparation for holy matrimony that was one of the uh, one of the uh, the scriptural readings that was recommended to us so it's very good for couples
4: yeah, so if you are happen to be sick, if you happen to be traveling or you happen to be looking for a spouse, St. Raphael's your man. Yeah. I just pray to St. Raphael. He's a patron saint of finding a good spouse. And um I I don't want to spoil the story for you. Go read the Book of Tobit, but a crazy thing happens where a demon gets involved with Tobit's soon to be wife and Raphael has to step in and save the day. So you got to check out the story and see what happens.
5: It sounds like you need some intercession from St. Raphael. I'm sick. Well, I gotta, no, uh, you're I right. Think, I, been my, I think I've been having allergies. I recently. think you
4: need a I think you need a spouse. Oh, should I rub fish cuts on me? Would that help me? Maybe. Maybe. If, if people who don't know the story of Tobit are like, what on earth? <laughs> go read it. Now you have fish to go read it. Yeah, now you got to read the book of Tobit. It'll only take you a little bit. It's not that long of a book. Uh, But coming up on today, um, we have a lot going on. Wolves in sheep's clothing. California Diocese warns about imposter priest. It seems like there's a trend happening in California. We'll talk about that at 15 past the hour. Plus, uh, feds are warning that Hamas and Hezbollah could be entering through the U.S. southern border. I think we've talked about this before. It's glad. I'm glad to see that people are now admitting that what we said is true. Plus, if we have time, I want to also discuss... An off-duty pilot is charged with 83 counts of attempted murder after attempting to cut engine. Um, what? This is very concerning, especially since I'm flying a lot, and I don't need anything freaking me out about flying more than I already am, so there you go, folks. At 30 past the hour, Michael Seyfert, he is the CEO of Public Square, or Public SQ, He joins us to discuss building an alternative economy and American values. I think it'll be a great conversation because, I mean, how many of us have talked about in the past how we don't want to give our money to woke corporations, but instead want to give money to our fellow Christians. Michael Seifert will be on to talk about that and what he's doing to make that a very easy thing to do. And in the next hour, we're going to be talking with Adam Bly with The Spirit World, and we're going to be discussing The Spirit World coming up in the next hour. And of course, we have our Fear and trembling game show, as is our custom. But let's begin with prayer. We're going to be praying for your intentions, whatever it is that you have going on this week, for any sicknesses you may have, for any traveling you got going up, any spouses that you may want to have or find uh, we'll be praying for that intention. We pray for our friends, family, and benefactors, and all those we promise to pray for, for the salvation of souls and liberty and exaltation of Holy Mother Church. In a special way, I want to ask for prayers for the miraculous healing of my grandfather, uh, where he has a manifold illnesses, and I'd be very grateful for your prayers for that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. O Virgin Mary. Grant that the recitation of thy rosary may be for me each day in the midst of my manifold duties a bond of unity in my actions, a tribute of filial piety, a sweet refreshment, an encouragement to walk joyfully along the path of duty. Grant above all, O Virgin Mary, that the study of thy fifteen mysteries may form in my soul little by little a luminous atmosphere, pure, strengthening, and fragrant which may penetrate my understanding, my will, my heart, my memory, my imagination, my whole being. So shall I acquire the habit of praying while I work without the aid of formal prayer, by interior acts of admiration and of supplication, or by aspirations of love. I ask this of thee, O Queen of the Holy Rosary, through St. Dominic, thy son of predilection, the renowned preacher of thy mysteries, and the faithful imitator of thy virtues. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now, your headline news with Rudy Carlos.
5: Good morning. You're listening to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And there are a lot of breaking news and stories today that I encourage you to pray about. Gaza Health Ministry says more than 5,000 people have been killed in the war with Israel. In Gaza, the death toll has tragically risen above 5,000 people, with 2,055 children, 1,119 women, and 217 elderly individuals among the victims. This is a result of Israeli airstrikes following an attack by Hamas. Over 15,000 people have been wounded, and the region is facing severe shortages of medical supplies, food, fuel, and clean water. Israel's airstrikes are in retaliation for an attack by Hamas, which has led to over 1,400 deaths in Israel, including civilians in various settings. Now, it's important for me to uh, just differentiate here, Um, you know, the Palestinians aren't exactly Hamas. There is Hamas there, and so these stories, we have to look at them with that distinction. The United States has largely supported Israel's efforts to eliminate Hamas in response to these attacks, drawing a parallel to its response to terrorism after 9-11. The U.S. recently allowed a limited shipment of aid to enter into Gaza, but it did not include the vital fuel needed for water pumps, sanitation systems, and hospitals. And the federal government disinformation arbiter NewsGuard is sued for alleged First Amendment violation. The federal government and NewsGuard Technologies Incorporated, a company focused on identifying so-called misinformation, in the news is uh, facing a lawsuit for alleged defamation and First Amendment violations. The Consortium for Independent Journalists filed a lawsuit in the Southern District of New York. The lawsuit claims that the U.S. and NewsGuard have been unfairly labeling and defaming American media outlets critical of U.S. foreign and defense policies, especially regarding to Russia and Ukraine, and the loop reports Oklahoma Attorney General sues Catholic School. Oklahoma Attorney General Genter Drummond, a Republican, has filed a lawsuit against the nation's first religious charter school. Drummond's suit claims that the Oklahoma Statewide Virtual Charter School Board's approval of St. Isidore of Seville Catholic Virtual School violates the state's religious freedom protections. Now those are some of your headlines today, but stay tuned on Catholic Drive Time for more.
4: Now, the gospel today comes from Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 38. I'll just be focusing in on verses 35 and 36. 35 says, Let your loins be girt and lamps burning in your hands. Verse 36 here says, And you yourselves like to men who wait for the Lord when he shall return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open to him immediately. And so that's verse 35 and 36 there. Now, I highly recommend looking up Cornelius Lapide's commentary on this because he gives seven different contexts and seven different lessons of what is meant here. Now, I'm only going to focus in on a couple things. One here, mystically, Cornelius Lapide says, we gird our loins when we restrain the luxury of the flesh by abstinence. This is important because how many of us actually do abstinence? I would argue many of us do not. In fact, it used to be the case that it was a mandatory binding by mortal sin for every Catholic to abstain from meat every single Friday of the year. The only exception to that would have been if a holy day of obligation landed on a Friday. If it didn't land on a Friday, then you had to give up meat. Now, it is a laudable practice, and I recommend people to do it, but it's not binding by mortal sin. In fact, the code of canon law still requires us to do it. It's just not binding by mortal sin anymore. And you can replace it with a different penance. But I recommend to you today that perhaps that is something you can do. Can you give up meat on a Friday? But, you know, it's funny because, you know, many schools nowadays will do meatless Mondays. I'm like, that's great. Can we transfer that to Fridays? Do meatless Fridays every Friday of the year to abstain so we can gird our loins when we restrain the luxury of the flesh? Now, Cornelius Lapide quoting Chrysalgolis, says he commands us to gird our loins by the belt of purity and to bind our whole body in the zone of virtue that we may go forth quickly and expediently to meet our Lord at his coming. This is also important because these things go together. Abstinence and fasting leads to purity of life. It is difficult to be pure, to have the belt of purity when you cannot even conquer your stomach. If you cannot have fasting and abstinence, it becomes much more difficult to be pure. So let's pray that we be girded with the belt of purity and
1: abstinence today. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, I want a religion that is not so dogmatic? Well, G.K. Chesterton says a religion that is not dogmatic is not a religion. A religion means something that commits a man to some doctrine about the universe. Anyone who believes anything is dogmatic. In fact, Chesterton says a teacher who is not dogmatic is not teaching anything. And if you think about it, a doctor who's not dogmatic is not who you want prescribing medicine or performing surgery. An auto mechanic who's not dogmatic is not going to be able to fix your carburetor. We want professionals to have specific training, but specific training means embracing very specific ideas. And yet we want a religion that is not dogmatic, as if standing before God is less important than repairing our car. Want more than a minute? Visit Chesterton.org.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to pray a chaplet. Wouldn't it be great if everyone prayed the Chaplet of Divine Mercy daily? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network.
4: And welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host Adrian Fonseca. It's so good to be on with you today. Praise be to God. There are a number of stories I want to jump into, but before I do, I just remembered. Thank you to Rudy for reminding me, because I have horrible memory. It's just, it's just terrible. I'm getting old. In my old age, I just, just don't remember things anymore. I'm getting have Alzheimer's. I think, perhaps. I don't know. Probably not. I'm only 25. I'm just kidding. That'd be really bad, actually, if I did. Um, I don't think anybody that young gets that kind of disease. Probably not. But nonetheless, I was reminded. Thank you, Rudy, for reminding me. The fall appeal for Catholic Spirit Radio, they're, they're um, not their motto, why am I just like everything is just flowing out of my mind today. There is the theme, there we go, that's the word I'm looking for. The theme is uh, 1 Million Potential Listeners, Full Sheen Ahead. So that's happening on Wednesday and Thursday, so tomorrow and Thursday, this Thursday. Uh, Catholic Spirit Radio, uh, which is located in Normal, Illinois, near Archbishop Fulton Sheen's birthplace in Entombment. And I've been there many times. I love uh, Fulton Sheen's um, home in Peoria. I've been there, and it's absolutely stunning. Highly recommend going to visit his tomb there. They broadcast to a potential listening audience of 1 million people throughout central and northern Illinois on seven, seven different stations. Our dear friend Debbie Giorgiani will be hosting and other EWTN personalities will be on as well. Plus, and this is the coolest part, so for this alone, I would tune in. They're having several Sheen experts as guests throughout their uh, fall appeal on Wednesday and Thursday. So make sure you tune in and support your local Catholic radio station. So it's always good to try to support your local Catholic radio station because that's the thing about Catholic radio. It is radio for your soul, but it's also radio that's supported by you. Nobody else does. um, No checks from the Vatican, no checks from bishops. It comes from you. So if it, it has any benefit on your life, and if you think that Catholic Radio has provided you or someone you know with spiritual benefit, then I would highly recommend spending a little bit of money and saying I'm going to support the mission of evangelization and support my local Catholic radio station. So just wanted to get that uh, announced, and I'll try to I'll give a shorter announcement later as well. All right, so on to the stories. I want to start here. This story here is very interesting. The feds warn that Hamas and Hezbollah could be entering the U.S. through the southern border. Now, I was talking about this a couple weeks ago, and I was saying how I had heard from many people that this was happening, and that there are terror cells in the states, and they have yet to have the U.S. government come out and endorse that position. Uh, but finally, it has now been confirmed that federal law enforcement authorities are cautioning that members of Hamas, Hezbollah and the Palestinian Palestinian Islamic Jihad could be crossing the border into the U.S., according to a memo from San Diego Field Office Intelligence Division of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Here's the quote. San Diego Federal, the San Diego Field Office Intelligence Unit assesses, that individuals inspired by or reacting to the current Israel-Hamas conflict may attempt travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East via circuitous transit through the southwest border, according to an internal memo obtained by the Daily Caller. The memo advised federal border personnel to screen for indicators that include, quote, military-aged men, military gear, lone travelers... And ties to the region. It also lists questions of interest, which includes asking about a person's association with any military or security service. I always wonder about that. It's like people are going to just tell you. It's like, hey, are you involved in any military services? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm actually with Hezbollah. Like, is that is that what they expect to happen? Like, I just out of curiosity, if anybody knows, or maybe that people just get nervous and that's how they know. I don't know. I'm just like I just thought about that because. When I was driving to um, the to Brownsville to the Brownsville Diocese, I was we I was stopped by uh, Border Patrol, and while they were they were asking us, "So, um, where are you from?" I'm like, um, "Here, Texas." I'm like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Are you doing anything illegal? I'm like, no. I'm like, okay, you're free to go. I'm like, what on earth? And so I don't know. And maybe it's just like you people get very nervous or people tell maybe people actually just tell the truth on accident. I don't know. But I thought that was kind of funny. He goes on and says foreign fighters motivated by ideology or mercenary soldiers of fortune may attempt to obfuscate travel to or from the U.S. or from countries of the Middle East through Mexico. The memo added just above photos of the patches of Hamas, Hezbollah and PIJ. Are they wearing patches when they come across the border? I, I that's that's the thing I don't get. I don't understand that. Like this is, a, is I mean, maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. The U.S. has seen a spike in illegal immigration. More than 7.2 million illegal aliens have entered the nation since January 2021, with monthly numbers continuing to break records. Last month, it was reported that more individuals on the terrorist watch list were intercepted in the southern border in July during all of the fiscal year of 2022 combined. Terrorist criminal actors may exploit the elevated flow and increasingly complex security environment to enter the U.S., according to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security 2024 Homeland Threat Assessment. This is very concerning. We need to close our southern border. It's so strange to me that we will go out of our way to fund and defend foreign borders like Ukraine, like Israel, and we refuse to defend our own southern border. It is the strangest thing to me. So it's, it's just the simple case that it's, we can, everyone deserves to have their own border, which I agree. I agree with that statement, but except for the United States. That's what I don't agree. That's where I'm like, no. Of course, every country must have a border. Every country must have distinction between them and other countries. And every country must have control over who gets to enter and who gets to leave their country. Otherwise, you just have Chaos, you just have, there is no countries, it becomes, it's an egalitarian revolution. Okay, on to this story, and I want to get Rudy's take on this. Uh, Wolves in sheep's clothing, California diocese warns about imposter priest. Now, before we got started, I was like, this is like the third time I've seen a
5: story like this, and Rudy was like, this
4: actually happens a lot in California.
5: Yeah, why, uh... Why do you want to get my take on this, Adrian? Are um, you are you just trying to add fuel to the fire here? I, look, it was a long in, time ago, okay? I didn't mean to. I, okay, I, maybe I wore a cassock and I had a collar on okay I'm sorry that's how they knew you weren't an actual priest <laughs> <laughs> No actually it's it's uh, well it's not it's not all that funny it's it's a little comical I guess we're, It's a little
4: comical we're but making, it's really bad actually We're
5: making light of it yeah. but but the the implications are are pretty terrible So uh especially if if these these guys invalidly conferred like a baptism or something which is the only thing that they could possibly do So California and I think this is the protocol for most dioceses. Mm-hmm. They'll send out a packet and it'll it'll give you it's almost like a uh like like an FBI's most wanted kind of thing. So sometimes they include pictures of the people, sometimes they don't. Most of the time it's just lists of names of people. Mm-hmm. And they'll say things like, "All right, so and so has been spotted in the diocese. This person does not have valid orders. So don't go there." Or it'll say, so-and-so has been here with his friend so-and-so, and uh, they're all named so-and-so, by the way. And uh, these people don't – they're not even priests. They're charlatans. Don't don't go to them for sacraments or anything. But now the sad part is, again, these people show up and they confer sacraments that they're not able to do. Mm-hmm. And these people think that they've actually received sacraments of initiation uh, maybe they've even had them confer weddings or something and be a witness to a wedding. Okay, so here's the thing. Crazy. I
4: was told, okay, so here, yeah. Okay, so a number of things. One thing is they are doing things like baptism, confirmations, and first communions, which a baptism could be valid, but everything else is impossible if you're yeah. not a real priest. Mm-mm. I actually know a guy Oh no, who his parents... Took him to a hotel, and had him receive his sacraments from a alleged priest from Mexico that was coming in, and they just did everything in a hotel room, and that just blows my mind. And he's a, and he uh, was now he no longer is he was a seminarian, and I was like, bro, is your sacraments valid? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, we got it. He's a valid. My parents knew the priest. And so we know he's a real priest, but it was definitely super sketchy.
5: And I'm like, I don't know. I don't That That's just so weird to me. Um, What leaves me scratching my head is what is the incentive for people to do stuff like this when you do it outside of the diocese or when you do things clandestinely like this? Why? Is it a cultist of personality? Is it... I don't know. I mean, why Why in the world would anyone do this outside of a parish? It's At least strange. for this case, I think he
4: was a family friend. Uh But in these cases, I don't know what it is. I think a lot of it, is, if I had to guess, is that these are cultural Catholics who do not want to go through confirmation classes – they don't want to commit to raising their kids Catholic, but they still want to get them baptized as so somebody comes along and says, "Oh, I'm a priest, I'll baptize your kid for this amount of money i mean i I can't tell you the amount of people who are just like, "Oh, I'm never coming back to the church because they wouldn't baptize my kid uh, baptize my kid. Can you believe that?" And they're like, "Oh, that's crazy. What happened?" Yeah, father was crazy. He said he wouldn't baptize my kid. And I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, why did he say that? Was it perhaps because you said you were not going to come to church and you haven't been to mass in years? <laughs> oh, oh, that's why. Oh, that makes well, sense. That's a valid uh, way to uh, to deny a sacrament.
5: For exactly.
4: Sure. And that happens all the time. And it's really sad because it happens all the time in the Mexican communities. And this happens all the time because they're cultural Catholics and they want to get their kid baptized because that's just the thing to do. They but want to throw a party. They want to throw a party. Exactly. They want to throw a party. They'll delay the baptism, too, because they want to throw a party. And then they will go to the priest. And The priest will be like, no, you, I can't baptize your kid because you don't go to church. I don't even You're know not who promising. you are. Yeah, it's like I've literally never seen you in our church before. And now they're requiring, like, baptism classes, which is really annoying for people who are, like, regular Catholics who just go to mass and everything and then now you have to go to baptism classes and like, dude, I already know all this stuff. But the it is a serious problem. This is a serious problem. And you should be denied baptism for your child if this is the case. Why? Because when you are baptized, you are then bound by canonical form. You are bound by the laws of the church. So if your child is baptized in the faith and then fails because of your negligence Or the negligence of the parents to be brought to mass, to be raised Catholic, to believe in Catholic things, they will have a greater burden at the pearly gates. They will have a greater burden when ultimately they will have to meet their maker. Here's the other problem. They will not have had regular confession. What if they don't come back to the faith until they're like 30? They can't just be baptized and be washed away of everything. They're going to have to make a general confession of their entire lives. You want to put that burden on these children. And so people do this, and this is a grave, grave thing. Um, We'll have to talk more about this, about how we can be vigilant and recognize when people are doing this. But we'll be right back with more Catholic Drive Time right after this.
1: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say... Christians have committed some of the worst atrocities in history, far worse than the supposed savages and heathens that they converted to Christianity. Well, G.K. Chesterton says, it is very right to rebuke our religion for falling short of our own standards and ideals. But it's absurd to pretend that Christianity fell lower than other religions that professed the very opposite standards and ideals. In other words, the savages and heathens have had some pretty savage and heathen ideas and practices, from minor maltreatment all the way to human sacrifice. Chesterton says the Christian has not been worse than the heathen in an absolute sense. The Christian is only worse because it is his business to be better. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to meditate on Christ's passion. Wouldn't it be great if everyone meditated daily on our Lord's passion? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion
5: from Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and here are more breaking news and headlines for you. A U.S. watchdog says the Taliban are benefiting from international aid through fraudulent NGOs. A report from the U.S. Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction warns that the Taliban is benefiting from international aid by establishing fraudulent non-governmental organizations. The report reveals that the Taliban profit from American-funded education programs through tax revenues and nefarious tactics such as setting up fake NGOs and extorting or infiltrating existing ones to access donor aid. The report also highlights a decline in education quality due to a lack of qualified teachers and funding issues. Now, it makes you wonder, right? If they're doing this, and this is a very obvious thing, they're taking over these NGOs, profiting from them, who else might be doing something similar under the radar. And the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem mourns 18 dead in Gaza Christian Church bombing. Cardinal pierre Battista Pizzaballa, the Latin Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem, expressed sorrow over the deaths of 18 Palestinians in a missile strike on the Greek Orthodox Church of St. Porphyrius in Gaza City. In an interview, he emphasized that war and bombings do not solve problems but only create new ones. Pizzaballa extended his sympathy to the families affected, noting their immense suffering. The missile strike which hit the church compound resulted in 18 fatalities, including children and injuries. Pizzaballa mentioned that the Catholic community in Gaza City has chosen to stay, as they have nowhere safer to go. The Orthodox Patriarchate of Jerusalem blamed an Israeli airstrike for the incident, while the Israeli Defense Forces stated that the church was not the intended target. Many refugees from the Greek Orthodox Church have sought shelter at the nearby Holy Family Catholic Church. Those are all your headlines this morning. May God bless all of your holy efforts today.
4: Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, Before we jump into our conversation, I did want to finish up about the story in California about these fake priests offering sacraments And they're offering them for money or taking taking money for the sacraments. And that's really the number one way that you can tell whether or not something is actually Catholic is, one, if they're charging you for the sacraments, that is not allowed. A priest is not allowed to charge you for the sacraments. They can charge you for the ancillary fees around the sacraments, like, for instance, the usage of your church for marriage, but you can't actually charge for the sacrament itself. That's not allowed. And the second thing is that if you're getting the sacraments outside of a church, it is almost certainly not a real priest or a priest that is valid in your diocese. Because typically, it's very, very difficult to get permission to—and um, you trust me, you will know because you would have to have contact with the bishop to get a a beachside wedding or to get a wedding outside, things like that. It is not typically allowed Uh, You have to get married in the context of a physical church. And so if a priest is doing that, it's probably not a real priest. Um, So these things are very, very sad to see these things happening um, in California. It's probably happening all over the world, but um, we've seen the stories happening in California quite often, and it's very concerning. So just be aware of that. Be vigilant. Uh, Don't be duped. And uh, that's just something that we have to keep in mind. Uh, One last thing is I just want to remind you that this week, Wednesday and Thursday, the Catholic Spirit Radio is having their fall appeal. It's one million potential listeners, full sheen ahead. They have all sorts of sheen experts on to talk about uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And Debbie Georgiani, our dear friend here on the show, will also be hosting some of their Fall appeal, So make sure you tune in and please be generous. Uh, Donate to your local Catholic radio station. Uh, It's always good to support Catholic radio because no one else will. We don't get large checks from the government. We don't get large checks from the Vatican. It's all listener supported. So if you'd be so kind, uh, support your local Catholic radio station. But joining us right now is Michael Seifert. He is with Public SQ, Public Square. Uh, Good morning to you, Michael.
7: Good morning. Great to be here.
4: Praise be to God. It's good to have you on. Now, Michael, I I saw this thing, public square, and I was really encouraged by it. It's something that I have not really seen and before and it was something that I had talked about with friends of mine on a smaller scale. We were talking about, "Oh, we let's have our buddies get together and let's support local businesses and let's support people who have Catholic values, have Christian values, have American values." And this happens, and it becomes very difficult. It became very, very difficult. Even to support local, I had the struggle of I'd go to a local place, and they'd have LGBT flag up on it. I'd go to a local coffee shop, and it's completely woke. So even trying to support local, you end up supporting immoral values. And then I came across Public Square. So let's start from the beginning. Tell me about Public Square.
7: Well, we are the nation's largest marketplace of businesses that are expressively pro-life, pro-family, and pro-freedom. This marketplace is filled with over 70,000 small businesses from around the country that love the country, the constitution, the values that it protects, and they would never lecture you about woke political issues when you're simply trying to buy a cup of coffee. It's incredibly refreshing. It's free to sign up for consumer and business alike. You can find out more at publicsq.com. So we are a marketplace that is often titled the parallel economy and a lot of people throw around that phrase and essentially what it means is that the existing institutions in our society corporate america has largely become corrupted if you look at target you look that they're more interested in lecturing you and your kids about gender ideology and sexuality than they are on providing quality products if you look at bud light they're more interested on lecturing you about transgenderism than they are about providing quality beer and for millions of Americans like myself and like I'd imagine yourself and like your listeners we don't want to be lectured about these things when we're trying to shop we don't want to feel like every time we're spending money on a company we're empowering an ideology that's antithetical to our own we want to feel instead like our purchases are contributing to the betterment of our value system and our society and more than anything are simple in nature. They're just about providing quality goods at an affordable price in a way that honors your community. That's our goal. And so we've created a marketplace that helps consumers do just that. So you don't just have to boycott, you can actually shift your dollars to somewhere more positive. Your desire for a local network of businesses that uh, wouldn't infringe upon your values and your convictions and your liberties is very akin to our desire as well. And the great news is that there are tens of millions of Americans around the country that share that same desire, and now we're doing something about it. Very
4: exciting. I was really surprised. So I downloaded the app, and I started to use it, and immediately I thought that it was going to be kind of sporadic. I've seen apps similar to this about other things, and every time I've used it, I would just check the location, and there's just nothing around me. And I was very surprised, happily surprised, when I opened it up, there were tons of local businesses, local restaurants, which was awesome to be able to eat at restaurants that I know have have American values, have Christian values, to actually to give them my money. And I was really impressed by that. So how did this grow so seemingly rapidly under the radar? Because I hadn't heard about it until recently and I was really impressed by that that aspect of it.
7: Well, thank you. That's certainly been a a significant blessing for us because traditionally in a lot of these software app development environments, you have to spend quite a bit of money in order to grow the community. Your customer acquisition cost is exorbitant because it's tough to get products like this in front of people's eyes. But when you're not just a product, but you're also a movement and there are people that really feel like this Uh, not only solves a consumer solution for them, but almost a deeper convicted value solution for them. When that happens, the thing can spread like wildfire. In fact, we hit a million members on our platform faster than Twitter, Airbnb, Spotify. The list goes on. The speed at which this thing has grown around the country has been extraordinary on the business and the consumer side. So what will typically happen is a business will join the platform They'll tell three of their other business owner friends and they'll join the pat- platform. And all of a sudden the community begins to compound on itself. On the consumer side, you'll have a consumer join. They make a few purchases. They realize that the experience is really fruitful and uh, they have a lot of satisfaction in the purchases they're conducting. And then they'll spread the word. They'll push it in Facebook groups and on Telegram and on Twitter. And they'll tell all their family and community members. The other thing that's been nice is we've had um, uh, many, um, uh, organizations adopt this uh we've had a lot of pregnancy resource centers we've had a lot of parishes a lot of churches uh um uh even some synagogues adopt this and say hey we want to tell our people about this because we believe our congregation is pro-life pro-family and pro-freedom our leadership team are all christians so we're protestants and catholics at the leadership level and for us uh these values speak to a different set of convictions a deeper set of convictions we love liberty and we love these values because we know the author Of these values and so when we can lock arms with other folks in our country that feel that same way uh, it's it's truly been amazing how grassroots this movement has become so it's pretty exciting
4: amen i was it's funny you you mentioned that the wide variety of people involved because my friends with the American Defense for Tradition, Family, and Property, they refer to this as uh, Ten Commandment Americans. He says, like, if you you may not be Catholic, you, you may be a Protestant, you may be Jewish, whatever it is that you are. But if you believe in the Ten Commandments and uphold the Ten Commandments, strive to live by them, he calls them uh, the Ten Commandment Americans. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I want to pick up more on this conversation. I do want to encourage, if you have a business, think about putting it up there. And especially if you're in my area. I would love to shop at your location. So make sure you sign up for that. And i love to uh, see people and be able to support people who share values with mine. So if you're a 10 10 Commandment American, go to publicsquare.com. We'll be right back.
3: Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we'll have you at the gate and plenty of time for you to get to confession before mass this evening. Wouldn't it be great if everyone regularly went to confession? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. And
4: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. It's so good to be on with you today. Praise be to God. It's always good to be here. You know, we cover a lot of bad news and, and sometimes it gets a little depressing. And so it's always good every once in a while to have a little bit of good news. But the good news is always mixed in with the bad news. So let me give you the bad news first. The bad news is there's woke corporations all over the globe that want to, one, take your money, and two, corrupt your life, your children's lives, and the lives of all Americans. And the number three is that they also just hate you. So that's the bad news. I hate to tell you that. The good news is there is an organization that is trying to combat that. And that's public square. And I said publicsquare.com. It's publicsq.com. It's the company goes by public square, but it's publicsq.com is the way to find it. And joining us right now is a CEO of Public Square, Michael Seifer. Good morning to you, Michael. Uh, you're on mute at the moment.
7: Good morning. It's great to be here.
4: Uh, praise be to God. Now, I think this is a really awesome thing, and you have the these values that you have set aside. Uh, can you tell me about these values and how you're able to make sure that the companies that sign up and list themselves there are in fact keeping with those
7: values? Yeah, that's a great question. So if you go to publicsq.com and you scroll down the homepage, you'll see a section that says our values. You'll note that the banner on this section says that we are pro-life, pro-family, pro-freedom. Those principles guide everything we do. And then we've broken it down into five more uh Um, uh, specific values that speak to that pro-life, pro-family and pro-freedom posture. Number one is we're united in our commitment to freedom and truth. That's what makes us Americans. We do believe in objective truth. Number two, we will always protect the family unit and celebrate the sanctity of every life. Number three, we believe small businesses and the communities who support them are the backbone of our economy. Number four, we believe in the greatness of this nation and we will always fight to defend it. And finally, number five, our constitution is non-negotiable. Government is not the source of my rights, so it cannot take them away. My rights come from somewhere. They've been endowed by my creator. They're unalienable. Among these, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. These are the principles that guide our experience. So second question, how do you vet along with these values? Well, in three ways. First, it's self-selecting. Many businesses don't join us unless they agree with adamantly with these things because they'd be labeling themselves under some banner that they don't actually agree with. So we don't have a lot of woke infiltrators try to join the platform because they would end up getting associated with a group that they claim to despise. So it's very self-selecting in that regard. The, the second way though, is that we actually have an entire team of vetting professionals. So we have a team of research analysts, uh, about 12 of them, That are cranking around the clock every time a new business joins you know we'll have hundreds of businesses join today and these folks are actually vetting each business they're conducting a search through all their um, um, public profiles and their instagrams and their facebook to make sure that they're legitimately uh, an established business with quality products and that there's nothing about this business that exudes woke or progressive or whatever it might be and you can tell pretty easily we also have an algorithm that we've developed called the psq score that actually scrapes everything that these businesses have ever said online publicly and then compiles that into sort of a predictive score that helps our vetting team. And then finally, we actually check in with these businesses frequently. We reach out to them. We email them. We call them. We like to have a relationship with our vendors. That's really important for us. And so as we continue to scale, it's important that we reach out quarterly, that we're aware that these businesses are still owned by the same people, because that's something that can often happen. A business can join with really pure intentions, but what if they sell? What if they have a change of ownership? We want to make sure that we have the right businesses in our network displayed to a group of consumers that are hungry to support their pro-life, pro-family, pro uh, and pro-freedom values in the marketplace so that's our values network it really works well it's more about what you're for rather than what you're against that's the last thing that i'll mention we as a platform like to be positive we like to embrace that good news we don't want to just talk about bud light we want to talk to you about the alternatives we don't want to just talk to you about starbucks funding planned parenthood by matching employee contributions to planned parenthood we would rather show you the alternatives to starbucks that would never do that they would never infringe upon the lives of the most vulnerable with your dollars, Price and uh, that posture has allowed our our platform to really grow with a lot of positivity. It's exciting.
5: Well, Michael, it sounds like you uh, covered a lot of your bases there. <laughs> it's really really impressive, and uh, you know I'm curious to see, or rather to hear from you about uh, you know this uh, specific experience. So we've been following stories, uh, you know, like for example, Target having um, you know their board. Uh, pushing all kinds of woke agendas and that sort of thing and and kind of leading leading their investors down this this rabbit hole of of, of just just craziness right and uh, some of them are maybe fed up and they're they're trying to rein everything in at the same time we've seen um these conservative companies uh, be deplatformed by some of their credit card processing vendors. Uh, is that something that you've experienced with uh, at a public square? Or is that a problem that you also uh, found a solution to?
7: Thankfully, we found a solution. We, uh, in the early days, got a call from our bank. Chase Bank called us and said, hey, I uh, see this little startup you've got going. Tell me a little bit more about your political values. We said, excuse me, you're a bank. Wow. You can't ask us that and uh they did they they asked us about our political values they threatened to cancel us so we said all right we're out we had over a million dollars in our checking account with them we pulled it all and uh we went and found a bank that loves our values and would never infringe upon our right to conduct commerce and these transactions in a free manner so we found axos AXOS bank they're actually on our platform so we used our own platform to find a business bank and they do personal as well. It was pretty phenomenal to watch how cool that relationship came together and how quickly it came together because of that shared values alignment and trust. So on banking, we're covered. On payments, we've actually uh, 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 partnered with uh, quite a few payment processes on our platform that are in this parallel patriotic economy that are pushing back against the tyrannical forces like PayPal, which is really exciting. We're also developing one of our own. So uh, we have a, a an exciting future product roadmap that includes things like PSQ Pay. And so as we prospect our own payment networks for our own vendors, uh, there's a lot of opportunity there in the near, mid and long term. Finally, what I will tell you is that on the infrastructure side, you know, there's so many neat solutions on the back end um, of, of foundational uh, infrastructure elements to the internet that are now being created. If you look at Rumble, this is a good example. Rumble's a popular video platform in the parallel economy that embraces free speech. Well, Rumble is also building a cloud network behind the scenes, and so I'm really excited for this new era of the internet because you have a whole lot of people that love these uh, Ten Commandments, these Ten Commandment Americans, as you aptly describe them. They they love helping people feel protected and secured as they browse, conduct commerce, etc. The last thing I'll leave you with, you know, if you look throughout history, the different authoritarians or communists, especially throughout society over the last 150 years. They've always come after your ability to transact first. So when PayPal last year came out and threatened to fine $2,500 for misinformation, when we've seen companies like Salesforce cancel vendors because they have the wrong political views, we all should be concerned. History doesn't always repeat itself, but it, it often rhymes. And the modern digital age, it's very easy for companies to come in and basically cut off your access to an economy. That's what they're doing in China right now, for example. And we have to be weary of that coming to the United States. We're creating a marketplace that's immune to that type of cancellation and pressure so that we're ready if those those times ever come.
4: Yeah, and I, we were talking about this whenever these things happen, how it's, it is very concerning considering the vast majority of everybody's everything is on Amazon Web Services. It's on the big banks. It's on all these things that can easily shut us down and so it's very encouraging to see um one thing that i think is uh, interesting is right now you kind of market yourself as a alternative to amazon but you can't really can you buy straight from public square the same way that you can from amazon or is it more like a search
7: engine great question to date it's been like a directory search engine november one here just in a few days we're actually launching a fully immersive e-commerce platform so you're going to be able to transact completely through the actual platform itself with one shopping cart and multiple vendors. So you're going to be able to buy ammo, uh, toilet paper, and household cleaning products all within the same transaction. It's pretty exciting. And uh, this is something we've been building toward for a while. So November 1, we take that next step. We built a shopping cart from scratch so that folks can actually transact right there, have their point of sale with multiple vendors, seamless, and uh, we can't wait. So that's taking place here just in a few days. Make sure you uh, track along with publicsq.com.
4: Awesome. Well, praise be to God. That's pretty awesome. Um, and the, here's the other thing. As you mentioned about how these things are happening. These things are moving forward. But you also mentioned about the being positive here, about talking about the the good companies that are doing this. And I am really encouraged because I saw that uh, even as Public Square yourself are providing a very pro-life and pro-family uh, position for your employees. Uh, tell me about that.
7: Well, last year after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which is something that we obviously celebrated, uh, after that Dobbs decision, you had a lot of companies come out in corporate America and say that they were going to actually fund their employees abortions. They would spend $4,500. These are companies like Amazon, Lululemon, Um, uh, Verizon, uh, uh, different uh, baby care companies, believe it or not. You had Hello Bello, a diaper company, come out and say that they were going to fund their employees abortions. It's absolutely absurd. Honest Company did the same. So you're having these entities that are in millions of Americans households come out and say that they're going to actually put their dollars behind their support of the culture of death. And we just felt like that was an incredibly dark moment in our country's history as a response to something that should have been celebrated in great measure than overturning of Roe v. Wade. So what we decided to do is say, you know what, Uh, why don't we do the opposite? While corporate America is broadly supporting the diminishing of families, why don't we celebrate the flourishing of families and the increase of those families? So this summer, we actually announced the baby bonus. And the way it works is very simple. We will give $5,000 in a bonus after tax to any of our employees or their spouse that has a baby or adopts. So if you're on our team at Public Square, if your spouse is on our team at Public Square uh, and you have a child or you adopt, we are going to give you $5,000 after tax, no questions asked on top of our already existing maternity, paternity policies. We do this because we ultimately believe that strong families make a strong nation and our company is only as strong as the families that have built it. Uh, That was received incredibly well. We have about 90 employees um, about 130 people working on this project in total. And, uh, the, the excitement was palpable. Awesome. Uh, people love life. They yeah. love family and we want to be, be able God. to put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, no,
4: no greater value. And here's a last question we have for you. Just about a minute left in our conversation. Uh, what about the situation with advertisers? People in the media sphere are always very concerned with losing ad dollars. Um, is there any way that Public Square is assisting in that?
7: Absolutely. We have content creators reach out often and say, hey, we've got a radio show or we have a podcast or we have a TV hit. And we'd love to be able to partner with advertisers that won't cancel us the minute we say something that might be deemed controversial. Do you have anybody that you'd like to pair us with? And then we look at our catalog of over 70,000 businesses and we find that many of them have ad budgets and they're looking to spend in the parallel economy. They don't love advertising with Facebook or Google anymore. They want to actually try this new economic ecosystem. So they come to these content creators, and we're kind of the broker in the middle of it. So absolutely, if you have a platform uh, or if you have a business, we want to help you link up with the other folks in this parallel economy that would love to partner with you so that free speech and these liberties, these Ten Commandment Americans can feel like they uh, have a voice and or have the ability to prosper.
4: Amen. Thank you very much to Michael Seifer with PublicSQ.com. PublicSQ.com. Check it out on Apple, Android, or online. God bless you. God love you. And we'll be right back.
2: I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time. gradually quit going. It's not as scary as I thought it was. (laughs) It's a much more warm and open place, and God really is about love. It's not about the rules and the things that I remember as a young child. It really is about the love that God has for each one of us that's so um, deep and wonderful. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic Evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Have you ever thought, well, why can't a prayer at a Catholic Mass cause the Holy Spirit to come upon the bread and wine and thus turn it into the actual body and blood of Jesus? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic Evangelism. Number one, remember, three of the most magnificent miracles were a result of the Holy Spirit coming upon someone or something such as the Holy Spirit came upon the face of the deep and God created the world. The Holy Spirit came upon Mary and she brought forth Jesus in her womb. Secondly, a boatload of scriptural support such as 1 Corinthians 10 16 which says the cup of blessing which we bless is it not a participation in the blood of Christ and thirdly my honest reflection your transformation after a prayer for conversion was not and is not noticeable in the human eye so then why do you reject a prayer which transforms bread and wine into Jesus body and blood I know the reason just a whole bunch of people have told you that Listening to
6: Catholic Radio and getting excited about learning about your Catholic faith can be, well, infectious.
8: I converted uh, in my 20s to uh, Protestant, and uh, this is the first time I've heard Catholic Radio. I've been listening to it for a couple hours driving. First time I've ever heard Catholics actually excited about what they believe. I'm going to tell you what, this has been uh, one of the greatest two hours that I've had in a while.
6: And a special thank you to our donors for keeping Catholic Radio on the air. Thank you, and may God bless you.
2: It is here where you'll find the best marriage counselor, greatest healer, wisest teacher, and closest friend. It's a place where you'll escape the chaos of the world and find the lasting peace that only comes from God. Jesus is personally waiting to embrace you now with His divine mercy and healing love. Jesus is calling you home to His sacred heart today. I need a mercy. I need a Savior.
4: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. It's so good to be on with you today. Praise be to God. You know, it's pretty great. I am very encouraged. After hearing about publicsq.com, I am very encouraged because I would love to support local business. And it is so hard to find local businesses that are good. Because many times, especially if you live somewhere like Houston, because I live in here in Houston, if you live here, it's hit or miss. Sometimes you're going to find good local businesses, very much Ten Commandment Americans. But if you go outside of Houston then and other places in Texas, smaller towns, much easier, much easier. You You typically find your Ten Commandment Americans. But in the major cities, you go in, there's going to be an LGBT flag. They're gonna have all sorts of BLM and paraphernalia everywhere, and so it's very encouraging. Make it easy for me to support local business. So uh, praise be to God for PublicSq.com, and it may, kind of makes me want to like start my own business just so I can put it put it on there. Um, it's like almost like a social media company for for shopping. I don't know. I, I kind of like it. I'm very glad that they're doing it. And one of the most encouraging things to me, and I wish we had, I would have started with this, talked about it earlier, because I want to pick his brain about it, is the idea of advertising, of using the money and connecting with advertisers. Because that is a huge deal, especially with um, these more conservative news companies and media companies in general. Or just anyone who upholds just basic values. They are terrified of losing their, their advertising dollars. And people will be like, well, hey, you better not talk about X because if you talk about it, we're not going to, we're going to pull all of our, do- our dollars. And people then run away. And then it becomes very, very difficult to be able to um, do any sort of shopping. So. I'm glad that it's happening. I'm glad that's happening. And hopefully we get more of it, not less of it. Um, So something to keep your eye on. I certainly will be keeping my eye on. And I probably start using it for um, local shopping. I think I'm going to start using it for local shopping, for restaurants. And I probably, as soon as it launches for like their Amazon, their type thing where they can shop on it that way. Dude, he said I can buy ammo, toilet paper, and food all in the same time. (laughs) I'm in. I am in. So, I'll be going, I'll be shopping in um maybe not November 1st. I feel like they're going to get so many people using it, it's going to just crash their app. So, maybe in the second week of November I'll go on to public square and try that out. Uh but joining us right now is Adam Bly. Good morning to you, Adam. Good
8: morning, Adrian. How are you?
4: Praise be to God. I am doing very well and you know, it's a it's a good day. I am very pleased to be be um on Catholic Radio on a Tuesday morning. How about yourself?
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same. It's going to be a, a full day for me, So, but I'm happy to spend a few minutes with you.
4: Uh, thank you very much. We're very grateful. Now, what is on the docket for Spirit World this, this upcoming Saturday?
8: Well, <clears throat> we recorded a special show on Halloween. So, you know, Halloween is actually a little more complicated than a lot of people make it out to be. Um, in terms of the, the history and all the different layers of tradition and, and sources of it. Um, but also, you know, looking at, uh, how some of the occult stuff, some of the black magic stuff is, is now intertwined because in our modern American culture, um, it really is its own thing. It's, it's no longer simply, you know, one of the layers of the history being replayed or, uh, that kind of thing. And of course, the, the Catholic Church didn't just, Put a holiday on top of you know the harvest festival, It it's you'll you'll find out on Saturday it was actually 800 years from the time uh, that Christianity kind of usurped um, Northern Europe, and and those festivals went away before um, you know All Souls and and uh, All Saints Day was added.
4: Yeah, that's, uh, it's always, you know, a common trope where people are like, oh yeah, the Catholic Church just stole all these other holidays and just made it their own. And sometimes it's true. Usually it's not true. And so I think that's an interesting thing to bring up. I'm interested in seeing what uh, y'all had to say. Uh, for the Saturday, but keeping on the topic of Halloween, because people always struggle with this holiday. Uh, the evangelicals are Halloween is completely evil. We got to reject it. And then among Catholics, you have a wide variety of beliefs in that regard. And then as I've heard some traditionalists talk about, well, you know, typically Halloween was really a day of fasting and abstinence and All Hallows Day, All Saints Day was a day of celebration. Um, Where do you fall on on the spectrum in regards to all this, uh, Adam Bly?
8: Well, you know, Adrian, I would just keep it simple. And, you know, if the church calls for fasting on on a particular day or time, then do it. Otherwise, don't worry about that part. And given, you know, at least here in the United States, I would kind of focus on just the the cultural tradition. I, I think it's, you know, the kids want to go around they they love getting candy i did too when i was little um as long as we're not you know celebrating the demonic dressing up as the occult um i would say that it's fine it's at this point it's more of an american tradition than it is anything else and you know yes it it is a time the next day to celebrate the saints and we should do that and then to remember the dead in the sense of the poor souls the day after you know, definitely do those things. But I wouldn't get so wrapped up in it and make it kind of a a big, dramatic, you know, um, we should or shouldn't do things. Just if the church calls for fasting, great. If your particular diocese, your bishop doesn't do that, that's fine, too. Just kind of keep it simple.
4: Now, what about people who are kind of afraid of Halloween? There are many people who have kind of thought that, you know, it's a demonic day, the witches are out, they're uh, allegedly people are stealing black hats and they're doing all these crazy things. Um, are, is there truth to those statements? Are they actually cursing the candy? Uh, what should pe- parents be aware of and be afraid of or not afraid of?
8: Well, I think, again, just kind of take it as at a common sense level. I think these days parents should pro- you know, probably be with their kids unless you, you know your neighborhood extremely well and it's really safe and stable and you know your neighbor's Um, cursing the candy. I mean, people are buying the candy from the companies. I, I doubt the companies are doing that or, you know, allowing that to go on. Um, and you know, if somebody, if you know, somebody is, is actually involved in black magic, which usually people hide it. So you probably wouldn't know that, you know, I personally, I wouldn't take candy from, from them because there's a slim chance that they did that. Um, I think most people, most people don't, um, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Now it is, it is a high kind of, you know, special day or festival day within most systems of black magic. And that's because of the historical connection with, you know, the supposed Baal being thin and, you know, a day associated with spirits. And so they, they like to tap into that kind of historical mystique and, and do things on that day. And yes, it's true that uh, black cats, you know, in most states, you can't adopt black cats during the month of October because sadly, um, there are bad people that, that do adopt them just for using them in rituals, which is super sad. You know, I, I, I love cats and know a lot of people love cats. So, um, you know, there is a bit of that, but we don't want to let that paralyze us and stop us from, you know, living and, and going day to day. You know, this is a very small percentage of the population. Very, you know, small percentage of people that would do these kind of ugly things. And we can't, just like with terrorism, you can't allow that to paralyze the rest of your life.
4: So what I'm hearing is have common sense and have a regular prayer life. And typically you won't have to worry about too much of that on Halloween. Now let's switch yeah. over to something more positive. And I want to talk about the it's a dedication to the Holy souls talking about praying for the souls in purgatory and the Feast of all saints day. Uh, tell me about uh, this practice. Uh, we kind of get caught up with Halloween and being scared of Halloween and demons and all that stuff. But then we forget what okay. the whole month afterwards is dedicated to.
8: Sure. Um, and, and I think this is, you know, partly we, we like this idea that people are instantly in heaven when they die. You know, we, we're sad, we're bereaved and we want to believe they're they're already instantly in heaven. And you know, we know that for most of us that probably isn't the case. You know, we're you know, I don't know about you Adrian, but I'm probably not going to die in a perfect state where I don't have any anything to correct. Um the best explanation for purgatory <coughs> that I've heard from a priest friend once it really helped me a lot was that when God created you, he had a goal for where he wanted you to be when your life was over. So he kind of had that goal that he was pointing towards. And through our lives, as we make mistakes and fall short of what we need to do in each decision point through life, we kind of deviate from that trajectory a little bit. And we all end up not hitting the mark by either a tiny bit or by quite a bit. And purgatory is the process of getting us back to where God intended us to land When we finished our life. And so, not so much as a punishment, but as a fine tuning to get to the holy place that He intended for us when He created us. So we can think of it in that positive sense. And the people in purgatory, the souls in purgatory, um, persons in purgatory, they can't pray for themselves anymore because for them, the veil's been pulled aside. They know it's all real. It's too late to say, oops, I'm sorry. Now that I see that it's real, you know, uh, let me, let me, um, quickly repent of, of whatever it is or do some penance while I'm alive and take care of this. So for them, they can no longer speed up that progress. And we can, as the living in an act of charity, help them speed up that process. And so the final thing, Adrian, is that no prayer is wasted. So let's say you, do a, a little bit of extra fasting if you're healthy and you can do that, or you say an extra rosary each day during the month for your grandfather or your great grandfather who passed on. If they're in heaven, that prayer is not wasted. God will give that grace to some other soul, and you can even say, you know, God, I don't know if they're in heaven yet, but you know, please apply this to them or somebody else in my family line that may need it. Um, you can you can make these kind of requests. So think of it as a loving and positive thing of helping them get to where God intended them to be so they can make that final step into heaven.
4: You know, I think a lot of people forget about the commandment to honor thy father and mother also includes honoring them even after they die that we should continue to pray for our forefathers, our parents, our grandparents uh, long after they have passed. That uh, like you mentioned, if they 're in purgatory if they're already in heaven, or if God forbid they are elsewhere, then those prayers are not wasted and so I think it's a very laudable practice. I know um our local uh, parish school there's a cemetery that's literally like a street over, so they take a field trip over to the cemetery in November and do uh prayers for the holy souls there and I think that's a very laudable practice um What kind of practice do you would you recommend? Uh, for parents during uh, this time to try to encourage devotion to the Holy Souls?
8: Well, I mean, <clears throat> part of, I think, the Christian life is is to, instead of, like, avoiding and not thinking about death, because death is a reality, right? Um, a lot of us want to just not think about it and pretend it doesn't exist. And, you know, as sometimes kids are too young to really deal with that yet, but start teaching them about the afterlife, you know, heaven, purgatory, maybe not focus on hell for little kids, um, but help them see it in a positive sense. Uh, If there's somebody that they know that that has passed on, help them see that in a positive sense that they can still help so-and-so, you know, and that so-and-so is going to pray for them when they're with God and help you in your struggles and, you know, you're going to do them these favors and and they're going to help you too, to see it as a positive way that the family in a sense can still be supportive of each other. Um, And, you know, and that's moving towards understanding that death isn't the end and it doesn't have to be a sense of, you know, I'll never see so-and-so again. And they're just gone. Uh, The, the Christian understanding of death that it is a, a time of transformation, but it's not necessarily a time to, to despair and say, well, I'll never see them again. Hmm.
4: Very good. Praise be to God. Uh, thank you very much, Adam Bly. Check it out, 10 a.m. Central, across the Guadalupe Radio Network on Saturday. Um, for more information about Halloween, the origins of Halloween, was it a pagan holiday? Was it not a pagan holiday? Is it more complicated than most people think? Well, tune in on Saturday to find out. God bless you. God love you, Adam. You too, Adrian, and God bless your listeners. And that's gonna do it. We're gonna go into our fear and trembling game show where we're gonna give out prizes this week. So make sure you call in 877 757 9424 877 757 9424 877 757 9424 Make sure you call in and you could be the contestant to win this week's prize. We'll be right back with more Catholic Drive Time Fear and Trembling when we get right back.
1: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. G.K. Chesterton says you are free in our time to say that God does not exist. You are free to say that He exists and is evil. You are free to say that he would like to exist if he could. You may talk of God as a metaphor or a mystification. You may water him down with gallons of long words or boil him to rags of metaphysics. And it is not merely that nobody punishes, but nobody protests. But if you speak of God as a fact, as a thing like a tiger, as a reason for changing one's conduct then the modern world will stop you somehow if it can. We are long past talking about whether an unbeliever should be punished for being irreverent. It is now thought irreverent to be a believer. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, Chesterton.org.
6: Ever feel like life is just too busy, too much? Constant noise, social and traffic, work paint bills, it just doesn't seem to let up. Well, maybe it's time for a change. God offers us relief and hope. So if you're feeling like you need more peace and less chaos, then find your hope today. Begin at CatholicsComeHome.com Welcome to another round of Fear and Trembling, (laughs) the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants it's a 50 50 chance and prizes are involved avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth call now to take your shot
4: 877-757-9424 877-757-9424 that's number to call to be part of our game show fear and trembling where we give out prizes and you could be a winner It's very simple to win. I'm going to tell you what this game is and how to play uh, coming up right now because it is very simple. I have three Catholic trivia questions right in front of me. Right here in front of me, I have three Catholic trivia questions. The trick is I'm not going to ask you the questions. No, you don't need to know the answers at all. In fact, you could just guess and you would do a great job because I'm going to ask Rudy the questions. He's going to give me an answer. It's your job to tell me whether or not he is right or whether or not he is wrong. And every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win?
5: Thanks be to God. This week, Tridentine Brewing Company is our sponsor. And they've been brewing beer for the greater glory of God. Now, that's pretty awesome, if you ask me. They're a family that brews beers not only to satisfy the palates of the most sophisticated of beer connoisseurs... But also to nourish the soul and elevate the mind with edifying and stirring renditions of traditional Catholic and American patriotic themes. So there you go. There's your alternative to Bud Light. They also feature some amazing Catholic designs on their packaging, and one providential winner this week is going to win a Cristeros Mexican Lager sign as some as well as some of the the stickers that they use for their bottles. Now just imagine it, right? Maybe you have a, uh, a bar in your house. You have a little mini bar, you know, get, get together with friends for the barbecue or something. My uncle used to have like this little tiki hut in his backyard. <laughs> uh, just imagine how cool it's going to be to put up this Cristero sign uh, by the Tridentine Brewing Company in there. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome.
4: Yeah, the funny thing about Tridentine Brewing is that they actually don't sell beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They only sell their, now. their their artwork and so you can uh, they're giving away their a sign of their artwork and some stickers of their artwork. I highly recommend checking it out, follow them on Instagram and stuff like that because their artwork is pretty awesome. But yeah, right now they do not sell any beer. They don't sell any alcohol. Um, they just brew and they kind of give it away locally to their friends and family. But people loved their logos so much. And I love their logos so much. And so people kept on harassing them. It was like, yes, you got to make your logos available to sell. And they finally were like, all right, all right, all right. So they started printing them out. <laughs> and now they're selling their all these different um, little branding they have. And the Cristero one, pretty cool. Um, though I think my favorite, honestly, is a Stella Maris one. Mm. It's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. I highly recommend checking it out. Um,
5: tridentinebrewing.com. They're also really punny, too. They have a, a beer called Impressive, and it has Empress uh, ah, Zita, uh, Empress Zita <laughs> on there. Yeah. It's very cool. So very, 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 very thankful for Tridentine Brewing Company this week for sponsoring our game show. Thank you so much. You know, their, their other one, before I'm going to go off on a tangent,
4: they have another one called the the Hopsburg. The Instead Hopsburg. of Habsburg, let's go. And he he actually made some and gave it to um, to one of the Habsburgs and gave it to him. And he goes, he looks at the bottle and it says Habsburg, and he goes, that's not of. that's not our name. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, it's a it's a pun. And he's like,
5: oh. <laughs> oh, oh okay so, oh well, i get it if it's not the an totally. anime i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> inside joke there all right all
4: right uh joining us right now is monica good morning to you monica
2: good morning
4: good morning monica where are you calling in from from houston houston, houston. texas h-town hold it down let's go um have you been keeping up with the astros Yeah, we don't want to talk about the Astros. Yeah, oh well, it's okay, it's okay. That's
8: okay.
4: For the greater glory of God. Uh, Monica, where are you off to this morning?
8: I'm off to work.
4: Off to work, and I'm guessing, you live in Houston, so you must be, um, what is a stereotypical Houston job? oil oil exec. Yeah, yeah. she's an oil executive. She's an oil executive. Are you an oil executive, Monica?
9: I like that. Won't go with that. (laughs) I'll take on that role today.
4: Can we have some oil? (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like Every time I talk to an oil exec, I'm like, man, the gas prices are so expensive. And they're like, I know. Isn't it great? I'm like, no. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, you guys are crazy. Uh, Monica. (laughs) What pair should you go to, Monica?
9: St. Francis Cabrini. Hey,
4: St. Francis Cabrini. So, this is Monica, our dear friend that's in our private Telegram chat. Uh, we love St. Francis Cabrini. Uh, that's where I was baptized. That's where I received first communion and first confessions. Uh, so, praise be to God. By a traveling <laughs> priest? Nah. No, <no>, by the <laughs> late Father Frank. I uh, miss Father Frank. He passed away a few years ago and uh, he's sorely missed, but praise be to God. I love Saint Francis Cabrini, a lot of happy memories there. But Monica, are you ready to play the game? Are you you know how the game works? Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right, let's jump into it, Rudy. Question number one for you. The question on the board is, Whew, man, I'm looking at these questions here, and I gotta say, if people are regular GRN listeners, regular CDT listeners, you seeing a trend there? This is gonna be a trend. All easy question Tuesday, but if they are not regular listeners. It could be difficult. So we'll find out. The question on the board is which disciple was known as the evangelist of Mary because his gospel tells us the most facts about the Blessed Virgin? It's
5: almost as if we talked about this last week. Huh. I don't know. You know, it's just, it's just popping off the paper there. But that was St. Luke. And one of the oh. incredible facts of Saint Luke, in case you missed it, okay, was that he was also an artist. Really, and he has uh, he made an incredible portrait of Our Lady. Wow! So she, I mean, that, that might be actually what she looked like. It could be if he's a good artist. If he's a good artist.
4: <laughs> um, but the question is, is anything that Rudy just said true alright Monica 15 seconds on the clock the question is which disciple was known as the evangelist of Mary because his gospel tells us the most facts about the blessed virgin well Rudy says it's Saint Luke plus he was an artist too Uh, what say you Monica is he right or is he wrong I don't
2: know Rudy said
9: a
4: whole
9: bunch of words in there I don't know
4: all right, I need I your think, final answer. I think
9: he might be right. I you, think he might be right. You
4: think he might be right? All right. Well, survey says that is correct, Monica. Way to go! <laughs> you uh, almost got deceived by Rudy's truthfulness. Um, hit Rudy's <laughs> when Rudy's truthful face is almost the same as his <laughs> "I'm deceiving you" face. So I get it. I understand. But no, he he was in fact an artist, Saint Luke. Painted a portrait of the Blessed Virgin. Um, Personally, I think he painted several. There are four different paintings that all claim to be painted by St. Luke, and people fight over which one is which, and I'm like, couldn't he have just painted all of them?
5: They all look the same. They all look pretty much the same. We should take them to Antiques Roadhouse, or Roadshow, and get them to analyze them. Yeah, there you go. There you go. This was painted by the same artist. And it's
4: worth... It's
5: worth 20 bucks. <laughs> People do not want to pay
4: for beautiful art. It's really weird, but that's an advertisement for a different day. All right, Monica, are you ready for question number two? I'm ready. Let's jump in. Question number two for you, Rudy. And then this question, a only the longest term CDT listeners will know this answer. You have to be a CDT listener for years. Because that's the only way they would possibly know this answer. Right? Or they maybe we read the Bible. Nah. All right. Question is, which book in the Bible is Saint Raphael the Archangel found?
5: Hmm. Uh, Saint Raphael. It mm-hmm. kind of rings a bell. Yeah, uh, he's kind of familiar. He kind of. He set some guy up with some girl. Oh, that's true. Who was? Uh, she married a bunch of people, and they all died. That's crazy. It's really interesting. It's almost as if. I mean, if we're really <laughs> speculating, she might have, uh, you know, kind of sh- did something there. But actually, it wasn't that case. So I think that was in the book of Tobit. That was the book of Tobit, you
4: say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is why I'm afraid of marriage, because I don't want to die. Um, you might
5: marry somebody cursed.
4: Yeah. Yeah. There you go, folks. Uh, probably unlikely, especially if you're devoted to St. Raphael, according to. Rudy Carlos. So, 15 seconds on the clock, Monica. Let's see if Rudy is right. Which book in the Bible is St. Raphael the Archangel found? Rudy says it's the book of Tobit. What say you, Monica, from St. Francis Cabrini, Houston? Oy. True. True, she says. All right, let's see. Survey says... That is correct, Monica. How did you know that?
6: <laughs> the Holy Spirit
4: the holy mm. spirit the, a dove descended upon Good Monica answer. and started tweeting in her ear it was like it's the book of tweet." <laughs> honestly that would be freaked out if a dove like <laughs> on, my, on my shoulders started talking to me I think I would lose it to be honest I'd be like am I losing my mind am I officially crazy now Yes. Um, yes the answer is yes alright Monica question number three you ready? I'm ready let's do it Rudy The question is, who is the patron of Desperate
5: Situations? Well, in the name of St. Jude, patron saint of lost causes, uh, what have we here is my favorite way to greet Adrian in the morning. So I'm going to go with St. Jude. Well, there you go, folks. Now you know how much
4: I get abused by Rudy every <laughs> single day. <laughs> All right, Monica, 15 seconds on the clock. The question is, who is a patron saint of desperate situations? Rudy says, in St. Jude, 15 seconds on the clock, what say you, Monica? True. True. Let's see. Survey says. That is correct, Monica. It's Way True to Tuesday. Go. It is all Thank True Tuesday. Some
5: might say it's trues day. It's
4: true. Oh, there you go, folks. There you go. All right, Monica, how do you feel? Three for three.
9: I feel really great. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to call in and play with you guys.
4: Well, praise be to God. We're happy to have you on. It's a blessing to hear you. And uh, maybe we'll see you around the diocese.
9: Yes. Hopefully oh. you guys can come out to our fall festival on the 12th.
4: at the oil field (laughs) alright Monica (laughs) I'm going to put you on hold and we'll get your contact information so don't go anywhere but God bless you God love you and have a great day at the the office the exec office the top floor (laughs) alright that's going to do it for the radio side if you can join us in the after show please do so YouTube Facebook Rumble Odyssey just look up Catholic Drive Time and we'd love to interact with you directly but if not We'll see you back here tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, across the GRN. God bless you, God love you, and I'll see you very soon.
2: Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here
5: on your favorite Catholic radio station.
1: Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com slash catholic drive
2: time again that's facebook.com forward slash catholic drive time
1: be
4: sure to share more than just us today
2: share jesus with everyone you meet
9: bye now and god love you
5: The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the Chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
0: Memorial of St. Anthony Marie Claret. This morning's Mass is being offered for all listeners on Guadalupe Radio Network and for all of our online viewers and for those present.
9: I sing the mighty power of God That made the mountains rise That spread the flowing seas abroad And built the lofty skies I sing the wisdom that ordained The sun to rule the day the moon shines full at his command, and all the stars obey.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
8: And with your
0: spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting
10: life. Kyrie eleison Kyrie eleison Christ eleison Christ eleison Kyrie eleison
0: Let us pray. O God, who for the evangelization of people strengthened the Bishop Anthony Marie Claret with admirable charity and long-suffering, grant through his intercession that, seeking the things that are yours, we may earnestly devote ourselves to winning our brothers and sisters for Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
11: A reading from the letter of Saint Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, through one man sin entered the world, and through sin death, and thus death came to all men inasmuch as all sinned. If by that one person's transgression the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man Jesus Christ overflow for the many? For if by the transgression of the one death came to reign through that one how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of justification come to reign in life through the one Jesus Christ in conclusion just as through one transgression condemnation came upon all so through one righteous act acquittal and life came to all for just as through the disobedience of one man the many were made sinners So, through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. Where sin increased, grace overflowed all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through justification, for eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Word of the Lord Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Here I am, am, Lord, Lord, I I come come to to do do your will. Sacrifice or oblation you wished not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Burnt offerings or sin offerings you sought not. Then said I, Behold, I come. Here Here I am, am, Lord, Lord, I come come to to do do your your will. In the written scroll it is prescribed for me, To do your will, O my God, is my delight, and your law is within my heart. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. I announced your justice in the vast assembly. I did not restrain my lips, as you, O Lord, know. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. May all who seek you exult and be glad in you, and may those who love your salvation say ever, The Lord be glorified. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will.
10: Alleluia alleluia alleluia. alleluia, alleluia,
9: alleluia.
10: Be vigilant at all times and pray that you may have the strength to stand before the Son of Man. Alleluia. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch, and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. The Gospel of the Lord. This morning's first reading we hear from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, where St. Paul speaks to us a lot about God's grace. He tells us, If by that one person's transgression many have died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? He speaks of us of having received the abundance of grace and the gift of justification. I think grace is one of those words which gets used a lot around church circles, but we maybe don't always stop and consider how actually can we define grace? What is this grace that we are talking about? St. Thomas Aquinas points out that grace is an analogous word which has a few different kind of related yet varied meanings which can be helpful to understand why it's used in so many different situations. In the first place, he points out that grace really refers to looking upon someone with favor. To look upon someone with an undeserved, unmerited favor. You look at someone, and you look at them with grace means that you see something special in them, or you bestow favor upon them in terms of just your attitude toward them, your sympathy toward them. And this certainly is the first part of grace that God has looked upon we human beings with an unmerited favor. We don't deserve it, but for whatever reason God sees something special in us, he looks upon us with favor. I suppose we can think of Our Lady's Magnificat when she says, he has looked with favor on his lowly handmaid. Mary acknowledges in a way her lowliness, despite of course how exalted and honored she is, but she sees herself as a lowly handmaid, and she knows that God has looked upon her with favor. This takes us to the second stage of grace, or the second kind of related meaning, which is going to be to say, when you look at someone with an unmerited favor, your natural inclination is you want to bestow gifts upon them, and this is kind of the second layer of grace. God not only looks upon us with favor, but he showers us with his gifts. And the greatest gift that he grants us, or the greatest grace he grants us, is the grace of justification. Which is to say, he gives us the gift to be made members of his family as the beloved adopted sons and daughters of our one Heavenly Father. And this really is the grace of salvation. He looks at us with favor and God grants us the grace that he makes us members of his family and he opens up the gate of heaven toward us so that we could receive the gift of salvation. This is the greatest grace or the gift that God gives us. He allows us to share or participate in his life through the gift of his grace. It's worth pointing out that the English word gratis, which means free, you know, the Latin word for grace, gratia, the word gratis meaning free, every gift is really has to be free. Free and gift kind of inherently go together and again it highlights the fact it's undeserved, it's unmerited, but God grants us his favor and he showers us with his gifts and he allows us to share in his life. And third and finally and also kind of related to that word gratia is the word gratitude. What is our response to God showering gifts upon us? Well. Our response is to be thankful. It is to be grateful and even our gratitude and our thanksgiving is itself a grace and a gift from God as well. I suppose it comes to mind immediately when we consider the very word Eucharist means Thanksgiving. Kind of highlights this aspect. Our Thanksgiving is really our offering of the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Again it's really God's gift to us our response of thanksgiving is also a grace from him. And this too is a part of what grace is. God's unmerited favor, God's showering us with his gifts, most notably to allow us to share in his life by making us his adopted sons and daughters through the gift of baptism. And thirdly, our response to this gift, which is really gratitude. And even there, it's God himself and his grace who helps us to be able to have hearts filled with grace, and this too is what we celebrate at the Eucharistic celebration. And so, my brothers and sisters, let us give thanks to God for the gift of his grace that he bestows upon us. Let us ask for the grace that we would always strive to be holy and would never separate ourselves from his grace by committing mortal sin. And let us pray that in this Eucharistic feast where we receive Jesus, the greatest gift of all, that our hearts would be filled with gratitude, that God has truly looked at us with favor and opened to us pathway to be able to share in his life. Amen. Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for all bishops for their physical and spiritual needs. We pray to the Lord. We pray for government leaders that they would be inspired to enact just laws that would safeguard and promote the dignity of human life at every phase. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the sick and the suffering, that they would be given consolation in their faith, and the courage and perseverance to unite their sufferings with Christ on the cross. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For family, friends, benefactors. For those joining us on Guadalupe Radio Network and online, and for all those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to the sacred priesthood and religious life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For peace in the world and an end to violence, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For those intentions that we hold in our heart, We pray to the Lord. Lord, Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord.
9: Most ancient of all mysteries, before your throne we lie. Have mercy now, most merciful, most holy Trinity. WHEN HEAVEN AND EARTH WERE STILL UNMADE, WHEN TIME WAS YET UNKNOWN, YOU IN YOUR RADIANT MAJESTY DID LIVE AND LOVE ALONE. YOU WERE NOT BORN, THERE WAS NO SOURCE FROM WHICH YOUR BEING FLOWED, THERE IS NO END WHICH YOU CAN REACH for you are simply God. How wonderful creation is, the work that you did bless. What then must you be like, dear God, eternal loveliness?
0: Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Look upon the sacrificial gifts we offer, Almighty God, on the feast day of Blessed Anthony Marie Claret, and grant that we who celebrate the mysteries of the Lord's Passion may imitate what we now do through Christ our Lord.
10: Amen. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit. lift up your hearts. <clears throat> Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For on the, as on the festival of St. Anthony Marie Claret, you bid your church rejoice. So too you strengthen her by the example of his holy life. Teach her by his words of preaching and keep her safe in answer to his prayers. And so with the company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Pleni sunt et Terra, Gloria Tua. Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, Qui venit in nomine Domini. Hosanna
0: Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one Spirit in Christ. May he
9: make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with Saint Anthony Marie Claret, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, the the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you, in your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world
10: Forever ever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutare bis moniti, et divina institutione formati, aude dicere. Pater noster, es in celis, sanctifice nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, Fiat voluntas Tua, sicut in cielo ho et in terra, panem nostrum coditianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in honem. Quit all his peccata mundi, no hobis. Agnus de hei, Quit all his peccata mundi, no hobis. Agnus de hei, Quit mundi.
11: For those unable to receive communion and those joining us online and through Guadalupe Radio, let us pray together the act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you, Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
9: Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all, How can I love thee as I ought? And how we hear this wondrous gift, so far surpassing hope or thought, sweet sacrament, we thee adore. O, make us love thee more and more. O oh, make us love thee more and more. Had I but Mary's sinless heart With which to love thee, dearest King, O oh, with what bursts of fervent praise Thy goodness, Jesus, would I sing. Sweet sacrament, we thee adore. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Oh, make us love thee more and more.
0: Let us pray. By the power of this mystery, O Lord, confirm your servants in the true faith, that they may everywhere profess in word and deed the faith for which blessed Anthony Marie Claret never ceased to labor and for which he spent his whole life through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord.
9: Immaculate Mary, thy praises we sing. You reign now in splendor with Jesus our King. Ave, ave, ave Maria, Ave Maria In heaven, the blessed Your glory proclaim Honor, children, invoke your fame Ave, ave, ave Maria. Ave, ave Maria.
2: Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the
10: world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen thy peace always in the name of christ our lord amen
0: all catholic all the time this is the guadalupe radio network radio for your soul